tuned in to Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. Welcome to the Village Vision Podcast, where community collaboration and care converge. I'm Dr. Crystal Morrison, and I'm honored to be your host on this incredible journey. As a firm believer in the power of a united village, I'm thrilled to bring you inspiring stories, research, and projects that break down barriers in child and family care. Through heartfelt conversations with experts, advocates, and those with lived experiences, we'll showcase the transformative impact of collective support. So join me on the Village Vision Podcast as we explore the remarkable collaborations that lead to better outcomes, foster a sense of community, and inspire action to improve care for ourselves and everyone around us. On today's episode, I'm here with my friend Kelly Kane. Kelly is the Executive Director of the Autism Caring Center here in Pittsburgh. She's also a trainer and advocate for all things related to autism awareness, acceptance, and support. Welcome, Kelly. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Everyone that we talk to on the Village Vision podcast, you have a deep personal story about the work that you're doing today. Obviously, you are the executive director at the Autism Caring Center, but there's a big why behind the work that you're doing today. So can you share with us a little bit about your personal story and the why behind your work? August 2006, my son, who is now 20, was diagnosed with autism. He did not speak until he was eight years old. That was our longest approach for therapy. As like many people, when they told me his diagnosis of autism, I had no idea what it meant. I just knew at that point in my life, I was a seasoned mother. I have two older children. And I thought, well, if we could just get him to talk, I could fix it. I went into it kind of with that attitude. So when the experts started showing up at my door and telling me further things I didn't understand and using Mm -hmm. acronyms and phrases related to autism, my head just started to spin and I knew that I was alone or I felt very alone on this journey. And that's when things started to go downhill for me Mm -hmm. um, personally as a parent because it felt tragic. Mm -hmm. It felt like an unfixable broken arm. You know, I became the person in the family that took him on straight on. Like, no, my husband was working. My kids didn't understand him. They weren't old enough to understand that either. So it felt very much like all my responsibility. Right. I gave birth to him. I fed him. I decided bedtimes and diaper changes and chose his clothes and, you know, did all the big things. Where did I mess up? You know, where did I go wrong? Why did he have this? And in 2006, there wasn't all these great accesses to the internet or a cell phone um, that does all these fancy things to help us along. So we experienced a lot of judgments and stares and rude comments throughout raising my son, Mm -hmm. which led me to really just dive into the field and do some volunteer work with organizations, create an opportunity within my local township for a recreation program and That eventually led me to the Autism Caring Center. This was founded in 2017. We started working here ever since, trying to build what I did not have as a parent. 
So let's go back just for a second, because like your son, my son is also older. He'll be 20 soon. I know your son is around that age, maybe a little older. And you're right. At the point in time that both of our sons were diagnosed, the language was different. The acronyms were different. There certainly weren't as many resources. I just remember also feeling, you know, knowing something was was wrong and Mm -hmm. people judging, of course, like you said, but also this just deep desire to fix it. You know, when you're the mom, you've got to figure out how to fix it, right? That that's that's right. my go-to. How has that changed for you over the years? Fixing versus and maybe accepting or or having a different perspective. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've definitely accepted his diagnosis. Yes. Accepted what autism brings to my family, the challenges as well as the joys. So I've come to accept it. I still have a hard time with the patience that it requires to let him progress at the rate that his diagnosis allows him to. Yeah. Because of the social and emotional aspect of autism, those emotions are confident. Even, you know, I think confidence is an emotion or, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it takes a while for that to build for him to be where his peers might have already been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, sure, sure. Um, his, his pace seems a little bit slower. So I do accept it. Sometimes I don't try to fix it. I like to think I want to nudge it along yeah, <laughs> a little yeah, bit more yeah. in these milestones of life. So I think that's where I probably changed the most is just letting that piece unfold as it will right. and remind myself that he does have free will. <laughs> it's not all... <laughs> Right, right, right. And that maybe this is just where we're at at this point in time, and we're not going to be here forever. It right. is going to move forward. Right, you know? right. So I think that's how I kind of move along now. And I have to remind myself of that. <laughs> I still have to remind myself every day, 17 years later after the 17, diagnosis, yeah. still, okay, he has autism. I still have to remind myself of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a, I really appreciate you sharing that. We're going to take a quick break to say thank you to our sponsors, and we will be right back on the Village Vision podcast here on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. In 2017, Unsilenced Voices was formed to help survivors of domestic abuse and gender-based violence worldwide. The organization currently serves Sierra Leone, Rwanda, Ghana, and the USA. In 2022, Unsilenced Voices gifted over $33,000 to survivors in the USA. And in Sierra Leone, there are over 26 young girls who have been rescued from sex trafficking and domestic abuse and now going through vocational training school in order to better their lives. We need your help. Donations are critical in order for us to continue our work. We also need volunteers to help with research and development. Please visit unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Don't let the name fool you. 
StadiumBags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. Check out StadiumBags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice safety it's in the bag welcome back to the village vision podcast i'm here today with kelly kane the executive director of the autism caring center here in pittsburgh kelly we were just talking about your background the why behind the work you were doing you were talking about your son let's talk a little bit now about the work of the autism caring center and the services and support that you provide here in our region of Western Pennsylvania. We were founded in 2017, Mm -hmm. really to fill in the gaps, right? You experienced them, I experienced them. So a place that you can actually call and somebody will answer the phone and that you can talk to for a little bit about what's going on, where to get resources, a place to be social without the judgments or stares or rude comments, really to try to help moms and families connect and find their tribe. So resources, advocacy in schools, social opportunities, not just for the individual, but for the family, which I think is really important. And then training for businesses and organizations. Those have been the four that I found as the founder of the organization, what was lacking in and around the area that I live in. No, and I, and I certainly believe that those, those things, having a space, whether it be virtual or, or in person, having a space that's safe and non-judgmental, as well as a lot of the resources that you're providing around training to first responders and different organizations is a gap. Not only has it traditionally been a gap here in Western Pennsylvania, it's a gap in so many places across the United States and the world. Um, even though we are such a connected society through social media and there's Facebook groups and so on and so forth, I talk to parents, family members, grandparents all the time that still feel so alone in this journey, yep. so alone. What are some of the things that the Autism Caring Center does to help bring people together? What sorts of events and programs do you offer? So we provide social opportunities at the center. We have Mm -hmm. cooking classes. We do arts and crafts, of course. Mm -hmm. We have a movie night every third Friday of the month. That's something that you can guarantee on, that you know you're going there. There's going to be somebody there, whether it's you or just another person. Then we also provide some relief for the caregivers, and it's mostly geared towards moms right now because that's Mm -hmm. where it seems that it is. So upcoming in, we have yoga classes that we started in September, and they are going to be once a month, and just to have that something different, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't want to talk. Maybe you just need to go somewhere and decompress. So we're offering that. And then we have the Spectrum Club, which is for those 15 and older that we kind of gear that programming towards. So we do activities out and about in the community. We did a tour of Pittsburgh. We met at the Mattress Factory, which is a popular destination here. And just that show of support, and then those moms get to connect. So any chance that we have to provide social opportunities, we do. We have a second location in South Point that we're starting to use for our 
more of our resources in a speaker series. So we've uh-huh. had author, author night there, information on 504 and I, IEPs. You know, we've had that presentation as well. And we also use that as an opportunity to connect with other nonprofits to give those in our community that have challenges finding work, they can volunteer and maybe gain some skills there as well. So that's been a really good location for us to expose those opportunities to our kiddos. Mm. I'm really excited about that. And then in January and February, we have some new programming coming to the center, which will allow for not just those with autism, but anybody to have access to the center. And that's going to be an amazing difference because then that's truly an inclusive opportunity for the community. That's fantastic. So one of the things that I know I wanted to talk a little bit about because I had such an amazing time last year at it is the the conference that you do in the spring here in Pittsburgh. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what you've got planned for the 2024 conference? Yes. I, you know, so that was one of the things that we, the subjects that came up when starting the center was what are you missing and it's isolation and you talked mm-hmm. about it. We both still experience it. I still do. And it was, I just want to sit in a room with somebody else and not have their head tilt and look at me like they feel so bad for me. Right, right. <laughs> or just, I don't have to explain myself, right? So mm-hmm. we started as a lunch in spring of 2018, and then that turned into a conference quickly. We had a few um, lunches, then COVID happened, and then after the one lunch, and there really was a pulse in the room. It was palpable. Somebody came up to me and said, can you have another speaker and maybe some vendors next time? And I was like, really? You know, and Mm -hmm. then somebody was like, do you think maybe we could spend the night here? And so I had a few women reach out to me, and they said, "We, we think you should do a conference. We'll help. And I was like, really? You think I'm going to do a conference? Okay. Because as an executive director, you stand alone a lot. And yeah. um, I thought, I there's, and then I thought about it. And I'm like, you know, I can do it. I could do it. I could figure it out. Like, it's figure outable. That's, I know that's not even a word, but. But it's a great word. It's figure outable. Yeah. We're, we're, we're special needs moms. We could figure this out. That's right. So there we did. Yeah, we had a conference. We had about 100 moms in attendance the first year. Last year was our largest. We had 130. Mm-hmm. And we had a great time. The goal is to relax, connect, and educate. So whatever that looks like to you for relaxing, but the connection happens automatically. I can't explain it. Yeah. You have to experience it. You did. You automatically feel welcome. And you know you're in a safe space. It's going to make me tear up. (laughs) I feel like it's one of the gifts given to me as um, an executive director to be able to provide this conference with this type of concept because it really has brought so many people together that would never have found each other. And I really am happy about that. The other thing is the education. You read the reviews and some speakers stand out amongst the others. There's always somebody that's like, I never knew that. I've been going to this meeting and I had no idea I could do that. And, you know, thank you for this. And I I loved hearing that story. And what we do is we provide those educational things, you know, for the new beginners, for the people that are going through it, for maybe people that are past that, like a transition age, like you and I are. But then we also provide inspirational speakers from moms, battle-tested moms, or 
This year we actually had a dad speak. Right. And to just make sure they know that they're not alone and those feelings and angst and wants are valid. And they share that with the people that attend through their story. Mm-hmm. And I think those are more powerful actually sometimes than the information given by the more of the educational aspect of it. Agreed. Um, so for Pittsburgh, we are hosting a conference in March 2024. Carrie Cariello is the speaker. Right. And she's amazing. I'm really excited about her. There's a lot of buzz about her, which I did not realize until we started seeing the responses come in. And in February 2024, we will be in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina at Beach Cove Resort. I was asked by Champion Autism Network to bring the conference there. And um, I was a little bit hesitant, to be honest with you. I thought, ooh, I don't know. (laughs) But Becky Large will be our keynote speaker, another battle-tested warrior on the autism front, and I'm sure she's going to have an amazing keynote for us. Self-care speakers, Tasha Rollins, Beth Pathaway from the Pittsburgh Conference, is actually coming to Myrtle Beach. Um, And we have a few other surprises as well. So if you are looking to connect in any way with a mom, come. Come to the beach in February or come to Pittsburgh in March. You can't go wrong. Both are going to be amazing conferences. And, you know, location matters. Hotels matter. You know, you're trying to find all these great resorts. But I really think that if you can have a good experience, in the bottom of a barrel, you'll go back, you know, that's right. <laughs> I just think that it's, that's what you're looking for. And if you have that isolation or a need for resources, I would encourage attending it's in with champion autism network. We are going to give 10% back to their organization in right. Beach to, you know, support their efforts in that area as well. That's fantastic. Well, you know, speaking from experience and, and I think, I was so excited to get the opportunity to come to the conference uh, this year in 2023. And, you know, I went in with this, like, this is going to be fun. I'm going to meet great people. It's going to be a great weekend. And I'm getting goosebumps right now. And I made syrup too. And, and you've heard me say this. In my journey as a mom in having a child diagnosed with autism, this is the, you know, this was the first time I had sat in a room with other parents and shared some very difficult, ugly things transparently and openly. And not a single person looked down on me in any way or thought that I was crazy or a bad parent. Every single person had experienced something similar. And there was this immediate camaraderie of of, you know, understanding the perspective we were each coming from. And at the same time, a big, deep, like, breath of, wow, these people get it. And, you know, Kelly, you and I have talked before. There are different communities out there. You know, there's a lot of online communities out there. And unfortunately, they're in service of support, but they're not really supportive. In fact, they can be very toxic and judgmental. And I think a lot of parents really hold back and being honest. And this conference was the first time ever, ever in my 20 years as a parent that I really felt like I could share that really awful story about, you know, the cracks in the cereal bar or, you know, 
violent meltdowns and I was not going to be judged. And so for those of you who are listening, independent of where you are in the United States, if you're looking for something to truly find a tribe, to truly find a no judgment zone, a weekend of sharing, but also a weekend of celebrating, celebrating the milestones that we've all reached, celebrating the victories and the small things that we've all seen. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really about that. And I encourage yeah. you to check it out. Yeah. You definitely share your joys and challenges, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, you know, the crack in the cereal bar and, you know, like things like that. And, you know, it's just a safe place. And I call it a collective sigh of relief. I yeah. don't know how you explain that other than that. If right. you've ever just felt like you've been holding your breath for 20 years. Or exactly. In, or in social situations, you're trying to keep up with conversations that you can't have. Right. So you just sit there and hold your breath and you just can't wait to get home because you didn't connect with that person you know you find it at the conference there's a mom from Pittsburgh and she met a mom from Missouri Mm -hmm. and they have not left touch and they they met each other at the conference neither one and they're inseparable and her her child's older and her kids are younger but they still have that common thread and it's been amazing to watch that friendship form as well so the goal isn't to do anything but connect you and connected after the conference so yeah well it was a beautiful experience we're going to wrap up but i also wanted you to be able to share with our audience a little bit about the training and speaking that you do as part of the autism caring center Yeah, absolutely. First responder training. I'll Mm -hmm. start with that. I cannot say it enough. It it is necessary to save our children's lives, whether they are a year old or 20 years old. There's a lot that our kids missed out on, on fire safety in school, understanding the police when they get pulled over. You know, the sensory issues that come along with all emergency situations could really send our kids into a behavior, whether it's elopement, a meltdown, aggressive behavior Mm -hmm. that first responders need to be aware of so that it's not thought of as a behavior or an act of defiance. Know where to look for those individuals, recognize the characteristics, Mm -hmm. and leave with some tips and tools. I love doing that. (laughs) My favorite part has become my favorite part is really getting into the training because I think our kids and young adults or adults have done enough to be able to function in our world. We need to try to function in theirs. That's right. Providing that training is going to help us as parents leave them, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, go away for the weekend if we can, or, you know, no matter where you're at, you want to be able to know that the person that's going to be responsible for rescuing them or helping them in a car accident will be able to understand what's happening to them. Right. So I really think the first responder training is necessary as well as paraprofessionals in schools. I think that they're with our kids the most and they should have the most knowledge about how to respond to them. Mm-hmm. So, that's great. Yeah. And the speaking is just upon asking and it just depends on who I'm speaking to. So but if anybody needs to know anything, I will speak. (laughs) Got it. Got it. All of Kelly's information will be in the show notes and in links, and we'll also have the website for the Autism Caring Center. So you'll have all the details on how you can connect with Kelly and the Autism Caring Center. 
Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today on the Village Vision Podcast. I'm so grateful that you shared your story, your experience, and your continuing to contribute in so many ways. Thank you. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Village Vision Podcast. I hope you found inspiration and valuable insights from our conversation today. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review and share all of the things. But thank you. Thank you for being a part of the Village Vision Podcast here on Word of Mom Radio. Take care and let's keep shining a light on the power of community, collaboration, and care. She is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong, she is true.